We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sunday for the Niners or for the Raiders. Oh boy. But, um, oh boy. And, you know, a split's probably reasonable for baseball, but we're not going to get into that because that's way too Oh, there's so, there, we can actually do a podcast on anything but the Warriors. Uh, but, but, I, but <laughs> Friday night's Warriors game, yeah. uh, I know you didn't watch it live. I uh, can't blame you. Game one. <laughs> Gotta go there. Yeah. Um, I kind of was watching the baseball game more than the Warriors game live, but we both rewatched it. And I, this is the most optimistic I've been about a Warriors season since 17, since 1819, since the beginning of the 1819 yeah. season. I, yeah. they're just, they're so fun to watch right now. Oh my God. They are playing basketball like they like playing basketball. There were times last season I watched the Warriors and I mean, I was miserable watching them at times. You were miserable. I felt like Steph was miserable playing last season at times. And, uh, dude, it doesn't feel like that at all this season. Just game one, they come out. These guys look so happy. Steve, Steph, Jordan, Draymond, all these guys look so happy. Very, you know, pivoting the Light Years podcast. We're in a great mood this season. So I feel like it um, (laughs) – but I feel like it starts with kind of Jordan Poole. The ascension of Jordan Poole. Yep, yep, Really, I mean – at some point, we'll talk about maybe the question marks, you know, like smallish backcourt. Yep. Maybe they don't have enough interior size. But, like, just the sheer fact that they – he looks like he's taken a step from last year, and it looks like they have someone else who can create their own shot next to – you can see on Steph's face how happy he is to yep. play with someone who he can give the ball to. It's not like just him having to do so many yep. intricate movements just to get a shot off. Yep. Already, already that's happened – Already that has happened to a point where we barely see Steph running around 23 seconds a possession and Draymond standing on the top of key kind of holding the ball. You know how he holds the ball to the side and he's kind of just looking, looking, looking. We, we haven't seen that that much this, this preseason because Jordan Poole's doing his impersonation of Steph, right? Like he's doing just his version of Steph where he's just decisive. One thing I will say that's what makes, uh, what makes Poole so fun to watch is also he doesn't, he doesn't do a James Harden. He doesn't do a Luka Doncic. He doesn't just pound the ball for 10 seconds when he crosses the court. He's fast. 
and he's decisive. It's it's like Steph, right? He doesn't need the ball for more than like five, six, seven dribbles to make his move. He just goes. And that's what makes it more fun because we don't want to. I don't know about you. I'd prefer not seeing the lead ball handler of my team kind of just 18 seconds, you know, go through the legs, you know, 20, you know, 20 times. So, yeah, that, that pool has been amazing. Yeah, and it's just like, I mean, it feels like the assertion of another ball handler has allowed them to play more like the Warriors. It's far more free-flowing, um, just far more up and down. Like, I felt like that was part of the problem last year was the there was only two players on the team who were reliable ball handlers, like Steph Curry and Draymond Green. And Draymond has his issues because, you know, he's not much of a shooting or scoring threat, really. And everyone knows what Steph wants to do. So it, it just it became so predictable and the warriors at their best have had three or four ball handlers on the floor. Like at peak warriors, you'd have like, like Iguodala can handle the ball. KD, obviously. I mean, clay was the worst ball handler on the court most of the time. Right. So I I think just having that free flowing thing to go with the fact that pool is an emerging three level scorer, I, it gets them back to playing kind of the type of basketball we all enjoy and kind of the type of basketball that made them famous. Uh, the I'm gonna go backwards because you talked about creativity. That's that's the biggest one. I mean, Draymond, you kind of know what he's gonna do. You know he's gonna push the ball up the court. You know he's gonna look to pass the ball. We want this Connor Anderson. We love him. Kind of the same thing. Jordan Poole is yeah. kind of like stuff where you just you never know what he's gonna do. I'm sure he practiced that um fake spin right come back one oh, way and then cross step over step nasty. back. Yeah. Right. I'm sure he practices that, but like that's something you kind of can't teach. That that stuff is disgusting. And so. I, I will say another thing about Jordan Poole is that he got so much better at every single part of his game. I don't know. Say, I, I guess I'm not the smartest guy, obviously, but there's nobody out there. I think it's disingenuous for people to say that they knew this Jordan Poole was coming. None of us did. It's like kind of like Steph Curry where nobody knew Steph Curry was going to become the greatest point guard of all time. He just became the greatest point. Like he became a top 10 basketball NBA player of all time, but nobody saw it coming. I think with Jordan so, Poole, so, like, did we know? I don't yeah, think so. I, I don't want to pump the brakes because we're in preseason right now, but like we don't know what Jordan Poole's going to be this year in terms of like, like right now, him and Tyler Hero are leading the preseason in scoring. And they both, to me, I've watched some Miami Heat games. They look like breakout candidates this year. They look like dudes who are going to take that step to 20 plus points per game. And like, people are going to start thinking them as like a guy who can really score the ball. Right. Like, as opposed to being those guys who scored like 10 to 12 points in like some games, they got 18, 20, some games they have four or five. They look like they're going to take that ascension to being kind of higher end scorers. And so I'm just excited to see what comes from, from Jordan Poole at this point, because I'm trying not to put a box on it. All I know is right now he looks amazing. And it's giving me a lot of optimism for what's going to come this Warriors season. I do expect him to come down to earth a little bit. And by that, I mean, I do expect Steph to ultimately shoot more efficiently than him, but, um, but that's just like the level he's played at. So it's just been insane, man. Yeah. That, that, and then I know a ton of people have said this already, but I just can't stop thinking of Steph Curry, Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson, in the same lineup, but for just, Forget defense for a second and just just live the dream. I mean, those three guys on offense, shooting the ball, creating, Draymond playing off of those guys, fighting those guys in transition. I, the team might – there are going to be some games the team scores a thir- 130 easy. You know what I mean? When Clay comes back, we're talking January, February timeframe. Like, this team is going to be an incredible offensive team. So, 
I just, I can't wait. I can't wait. The Lakers and and the other thing, right? We're, we're talking about the Lakers game. So let's flip it to the Lakers. You watch them on offense. Oh my goodness. You know what I mean? Like this team looks like they're, they're easy, free flowing threes, left, right, all over the place. Then we turn around and I'm watching Russell Westbrook and LeBron James. LeBron James looks like a really big Russell Westbrook right now, Sam. Like it is ugly out there in Lakerland. You know what? I And I think LeBron's going to come around. I'm not particularly concerned <laughs> right. about him. Hope so. And Anthony Davis is going to be a problem for the Warriors whenever he Pretty plays good. because Pretty if good. there is an issue with this Warriors team, they could use a little more physicality. They're a little thin inside. Yeah. But with that said, I don't know why they got Russell Westbrook because <laughs> it's just – I mean, are they ready to have the conversation that they downgraded their backcourt rotation? Like, I'd rather have Dennis Schroeder, KCP, and Alex Caruso than – Westbrook and Bazemore, like, w- 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 come on, man. Like, I-, I legitimately feel that way. I feel fairly confident that LeBron is going to lose his mind with Westbrook halfway into the season. Westbrook obviously was disgusting. Six turnovers <laughs> in the first quarter, but I'm just watching them play. And I'm, I'm like, I don't see how this combo will ever be anything other than a clunky fit who can overwhelm you with physical force time to time, but like never a natural fit. Right. It feels like he takes away more from the Lakers than what he will ultimately give them. So, I mean, I agree with you because it, it feels like they overcorrected to LeBron missing games last year and being like, all right, well, you know, Russ can keep us at least 500 if, if LeBron's, which out. is true. It right? is true. I guess it's it true. true. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Okay. I think that's fair, but the Lakers, they're not, I mean, I guess the Warriors in a situation where they want to win a championship too, but the Lakers even more so they, they need to win a championship and a real one, a real, a real, by the way, uh, going to game one at, uh, at Oracle park, uh, Giants fans, incredible, very little Dodgers fans, which I enjoy, which I enjoyed uh, a lot of, a lot of Giants fans, young asterisk about the Dodgers title. I was very <laughs> enjoyable. I, I really liked that one. Uh, um, I, I just, I don't see what Russ gives them that they just can't get from LeBron playing harder or just having the ball more higher usage. Like there's not, he's not spreading the floor, right? Like I guess he's not I making guess, better decisions as a passer. Certainly not second unit. I guess like he, maybe him as the starting, the guy, the lead pilot, oh, I guess, it, you know, that's it makes awesome. total sense for the minutes LeBron sits. I'm just sitting here going like, is that, should that be your highest priority? You know, like, cause I'm, I'm watching them. The other thing that stood out is like, they can't be serious with DeAndre Jordan. Like, good God, he's watched. Like, Same with last year, right? KD, I mean, the, the yeah, Nets figured exactly. that out too, remember? Yeah. So slow. Dwight, on the other hand, can definitely still play. Like, you know, like that kind of just rim running, get the rebound defense center role. Like, Dwight's still pretty decent. But, like, the rest of the rotation, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm watching it. Like, Malik Monk can get some buckets. Uh, but Wayne Ellington... Yeah, it's ugly. Kendrick Allen is just kind of a, just a chucker out there. Yeah. Taylor Horton Tucker still <laughs> can't shoot. I mean, he can defend. Long but it's just, I mean, he could really defend. There's no way around that. But I'm just looking at them and I'm like, this looks like it's going to be such a team that like the names are going to make them seem like they're better than they are in general. Yeah. I mean, end of the day, it's it's how good is LeBron when he's fully healthy and and 82 games into the season, at the end of the day, how is Anthony Davis going to play five full time? Like, and is he going to stay healthy? Right, like, it comes back to those two guys. I don't think. I wonder I if Laker fans have have come to grips with the fact that Westbrook won't be on the team next year. 
Like it's just, I just, I'm, I'm calling my shot here. I don't see this working at all. I know at some point mid season, they're going to get on a winning streak. People are going to be like, see, it works. I, this, this setup in the playoffs against a decent team, they're going to have a lot of issues scoring the ball. They're yeah, just banking I mean, on the fact that they're going to own the glass. If they had somehow ended up with Chris Paul, this team would be, well, yeah, they, it would they be Chris incredible. Paul, if they had Chris Paul, I'd be like, they're going to be very hard to beat. I just, I, I, but I think a lot of people think that Russell Westbrook is on that same ish tier as Chris Paul, right? Like they always think, but it's like Russell Westbrook's never been, he's not that type of player, especially in the postseason. So I, I don't know if they're and a mess. He's not a player who can play well if he doesn't get to dominate the ball. Like he's not going to dominate four, the ball. Uh. Four years, in, remember this? He goes to the Rockets. They kind of want him to play off of Harden because Harden's better. Doesn't work. So then they're like, all right, Russ, we'll put the ball in your hands. Go get your triple doubles. And then Harden just kind of hated it, right? And then he goes to Washington. They try to do the same thing. Like, let's have this, like, intricate offense with you and Beal. Doesn't work. Goes back to playing Russ ball. The only difference is I don't see LeBron doing that. I don't see LeBron being like, all right, go do your thing. I'll stand in the corner, you know? (laughs) So Yeah, I mean, I – I, I they're still winning a lot of games. You think they'll end up being the one seed anyway? But uh, I don't know yeah, if they'll I, be the one seed, but they will win a lot of games. Like they're in no danger of not being a high playoff seed. Western Conference isn't, and that, you know we'll, we'll get down to it. We'll do season preview stuff. Season's been nine days, nine days away, Tim. Nine days away. So we are getting there. Um, all right, what's next up? What are, what are we on to? So I wanted to bring up one of our Discord questions. So uh oh. From uh, Lightyear's Premium, we will have a premium pod out uh, in a couple days. And one of the coolest things about Lightyear's Premium is the Discord. And we get questions all the time. And then once a week, we'll put them together and put together a podcast. So I just wanted to bring one of these to the main pod because I think it's a good question. Also, also, before you ask that question, we did a playback uh, session with mm-hmm. our premium members last week um, against the Denver Nuggets. And it went swimmingly. So basically, it, we, we just watch the game. We, basically, we live stream. We're live streamers now. And yes. uh, people watch Sam and I react to the game three hours. And then we watch the Giants Dodgers, or no, the Dodgers Cardinals wildcard game at the end. Uh, so, you know, yeah, fun know. times, premium only. But uh, yeah, we'll get to the questions. We'll do some more playbacks. Not a full game, but maybe keep it up. Maybe, maybe a little fourth quarter with Sam and Andy. Maybe, you know, something like that. Um, but you know, it's it, the playback experience is fun, especially since you have the chat bar and everyone can just talk and it's like, you can come in and out as you want yep. to anyway, to the question from fake logic. Can you please rate on a scale from one to 10, how comfortable you guys are with the early seasons margin for error, given clay Wiseman situation, plus reliance on iffy injury history guys the rotation for the rest of 2021 versus 2022 should be pretty different. All right, that's a fair point. The Warriors are going to play at least 10 games without Wiseman and probably 25 without Clay. And then when they come back, they have to get worked in in a certain way. So I think his point is how comfortable are you with this rotation without those two guys to start the season? What's the margin for error? I'm, I'm comfortable. God. People are going to come killing me again. I'm comfortable with Wiseman sitting. I don't think the Warriors are really missing much with Wiseman injured. Uh, would I prefer Wiseman be, health, be healthy? Yes, because I'm not a bad person. Uh, I would prefer him be healthy, but he's not contributing, I think, to this team winning basketball games at a huge level across 25 games. Sam, what would you say? Net neutral at best if he was healthy? Because, again, it has nothing to do with Wiseman. 
He's a young kid who hasn't played basketball. We just watched Trey Lance today. You know, you like how I'm weaving baseball and football into this because we didn't talk about that at the top. But I watched Trey Lance today. I haven't played football in two years. The guy looks like he hasn't played football in two years. But right. at the same time, but at the same time, he has a cannon. He can move his feet. He kind of knows where to play. He, he kind of has an, uh, a weird eye. It's like Kyler and Josh Allen, those guys, where he has an eye. Russell Wilson, when people come to sack him and he gets out of the way and he has those scramble type of plays. Trey Lance has that. We saw that today. So James yeah. Wiseman has that type of uh, talent too. But I mean, I don't, you know, Trey Lance isn't going to win the Niners five games this season by himself. So I'm not worried about that one as much. Um, to answer the question though, I guess Sam, maybe I'm just more optimistic right now. I just don't want to, I just don't want to be pessimistic. I just don't want to be sad um, that I think, I, I think the margin error margin of error is small because injuries are going to be common with a lot of these guys, but I I'm, I'm kind of turning. All right, give it a so I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you answer with a percentage because I'm too optimistic. I'm going to go five, five out of 10. <laughs> um, I disagree with you on Weissman. And let me explain why. Kayvon Looney, I mean, his hips are like an old man, right? Bielitsa. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I don't know how boy many minutes he can play. <laughs> and, then, and then there's Draymond at the five. So right, right, right. it's not that they can't win with those three as your center rotation. I'm wondering how many games they can get away with it before Draymond starts wearing down and Looney gets tired and all those sort of things. Now, I do think Wiseman will be back in mid-November, so we're talking about anywhere between 10 to 15 games he'll miss. So I don't think it's wow. a huge I don't think it's a huge deal because when Wiseman comes back, I kind of expect he will maybe not will play a play? lot of minutes. Yeah, I was going to say 100 100% is going to play a lot of minutes. But Wait, I think hold on, he's hold on 100% he will play a lot. You mean if he's 100% healthy? Yeah, sorry. Okay. I mean, look, okay. The way I see it is I would not be surprised if he was playing 10 minutes a game initially and then it okay. worked its way up to 20. That's kind of what I'm getting at here. But he's going to be another big body they can throw out there so Draymond doesn't run out of steam inside. Um, so, so to, the, to uh, Fake Logic's question, I feel okay with their early season rotation, but they do need to get Wiseman back because big men get hurt. What, what are you going to do in Looney? you know, tweak something and needs to sit for a week and a half. What are you going to do if Bielitsa, you know, falls funny and needs to sit three games? They could use another body there, right? And then that then there's the obvious Draymond wear down effect. Uh, Clay's injury, actually, I'm less concerned about in terms of their ability to get through the period he's out because they actually have a reasonable amount of bodies who play the two and the three. Obviously, Clay is going to be the piece that makes them far more competitive, but I do think... They have perimeter depth to like wait on clay, so to say. I'm not sure if they have enough big man depth. Like the, the worst case scenario would be if Wiseman had a setback and was out another month because I don't know that they have the big man depth to sustain Wiseman being out to like Christmas or something. And so to answer, I agree with you. I, I agree with you, but I'm going to take it another way. So from this comfortability, I'll say I'm probably in the seven, eight range. Mm -hmm. um, just, just because I think end of the day, they're, these guys are ready to – they're basically starting off this season where they were, where they ended last season. This is not a situation where it's the beginning of last season. They weren't ready to play basketball. 
Oh, I see what you're like. You're talking about like um, Steph, Dre, like putting those guys. in, you know, like getting used to playing with each other, putting in yep. sets, stuff like that. Like the yes, yes. You're right. I mean, and also, right, guys are smarter, right? Otto yeah. Porter doesn't need more than a week to get into the system. Kelly mm-hmm. Oubre needs the rest of his life to learn how to play in the Warrior system. <laughs> That's kind of the difference. And so I think I'm a little bit more comfortable, but I'm with you on the Wiseman stuff where it is a problem if he stays out. That's where I'm a little conf- I get it. I still feel like they should have just gotten a vet big and just said, Hey, let's just, let's just get a big guy in there and just have someone as a placeholder. Like a Dwayne Dedman. Uh, yes. I mean, like I'm looking at Avery Bradley. He's cooked. I mean, he might win the 15th roster spot. He might be good by December, but man, he, I think he's done. Uh, so why not bring in a vet big Dwayne Dedman's a, a, a name. Marquise Chris uh, is a name. He's obviously somewhere else. Now he's on the Blazers, but like, I think that may be a better option, but again, like I get where they're coming from. They're like, Hey, we, we like Wiseman. If he's healthy, he's going to nah, play. He's, got, he's got to sure. play. He's got to yeah. play. Like, yeah, but it's just, I just don't see it being. Well, how else good are you going yeah, to develop him? I agree. Agree. Yeah. There's no okay. other way. Right. Like Trey's got to play. How else is, how else is he going to get better? There's another way. Yeah. So I, I feel like their whole thing is this is where I think it's a little dicey. It's like they need Wiseman to be their quote unquote rim running center right and i don't know if he's ready to do that yep. for a team that has real goals like if, if he, he wins could, if you could be if he could be year three deandre ayton then i'd feel pretty good about this team's <laughs> chances to compete for a title Ooh, yeah but like i don't think he's gonna get there year two off a of meniscus tear you know like it's just it's not happening sorry like you know it's like i don't know but like that's that's kind of the the presence they want him for they have a stretch five they have kind of Looney, who's like your fill the gaps defensive five, and they got a small ball five. They need their big rim running shot blocking five, and they want it to be Wiseman. And honestly, I don't even think they need him to do it for twenty five minutes a game. They just need him to be in the rotation so that they can go small at the end of games. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, Zaza used to play what eighteen minutes a game, 12, 12, 18 minutes a game, like. That JaVale McGee, what did he play when, when he started? What did he come 15. like? Those guys weren't playing that many minutes. Same thing with Wiseman. And then I think, too, in my opinion, I think the Warriors have a decent uh, start of season schedule. Um, they play the Lakers it is game. Fa- one, it obviously. is favorable after yeah. the Lakers game, yeah. Yeah, it's not. I mean, the Clippers don't have Kawhi. I mean, quickly, Sacramento, OKC twice. Memphis, a playing team. Charlotte's okay. Then New Orleans, Houston. Like, there's, they're not. Like, the Warriors should be able to win six, seven of those games out of the first ten. Like, they should be starting out the gate pretty good the way that they look right now every only the lakers of the first 10 games only the lakers and maybe the hawks are projected to win more games than them so just use vegas as an example (laughs) like that the clippers are going to be a tough team without Kawhi leonard but people but vegas is projecting them to win like 45 46 games the warriors are projected to win 49 games by default the warriors should be the favorite right memphis good team they're projected to win 41, 42 games. Again, the Warriors, should, yeah, the Warriors should be the favorite there. That, this is what I'm getting at. It's The schedule is it's relatively favorable off the bat. It actually, is. if you go through the if you first... Go the, I was going to say, you keep going further down the schedule, Sam. It, actually, it's pretty nice. Yeah, of the first 20 games, yeah. I it looks like... I mean, obviously, the Nets are going to be favored against them. Um, uh, Kyrie? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, they should be. They should be. <laughs> 
Of the first 20 games, I mean, Ben Simmons won't play when they play Philly. Of the first 20-some games, they They should be favored 14 or 15 times. Just like when you look at the line before the game, it'll say like Warriors minus four, something like that. It's a pretty favorable start to the schedule. So I feel pretty good about it. The, The other thing Fake Logic brought up was guys' injury history. I feel like that's about Otto Porter. Yes, Otto has had a hard time staying healthy recently, which is why the Warriors are able to get him for a discount. I don't think the Warriors are going to be asking Otto to play 30-plus minutes, which the Bulls and Magic did. He might have an easier time staying healthy if he's in a 20-minute-per-game role. Same with, like, Iguodala at 15 minutes, something like that. It's easier for them to contribute in smaller roles. Yeah, uh, Otto Porter playing 30 minutes would be a – I would be shocked. Does he, he does look great. He does look incredible. Um, but Damian Lee looks incredible. He looks like someone that should be playing too. By the way, Fitz, uh, during the Lakers game, talking about Otto Porter, or was it Kalena playing the three? Like, come on, guys, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Here? That's a guy, it's a four of us. They, try, they tried it. They like, tried yeah. the three. It didn't work too well. Yeah. It's preseason. You got to try some stuff. But uh, of course, uh, Damian Lee looked look, look like a brand new player. He doesn't, he doesn't look like he's, I always make fun of Damian Lee just in terms of he's always looks like he's running around with his head cut off. Looks like he knows exactly what he looks like a vet. It looks like a 10-year vet. Like, he knows, like he knows exactly what to do. Um, yeah, Otto Porter shouldn't be playing too much. Bielitsa is another guy that maybe some injury stuff. But uh, I, I think end of the day, it's the same as it always is, right? If Steph's going to miss games, they're going to lose a lot of games. If Draymond's going to miss games, they're going to lose most of those games. So, uh, same thing. I, I think the injury stuff we kind of knew. I think if you are uncomfortable with the injury stuff now, it's kind of, you know, I don't know. I'm numb to it. So it's like we kind of know it's it's there. Uh, yeah and like the the inter- the inside presence stuff with Wiseman like it kind of is what it is it's going to be their Achilles heel unless he takes a huge step he could I don't know if I'm banking on it in year two but like they made a decision which is like we're going to spread you the hell out and deal with the- you're not going to be able to hand hang with us when we start shooting from deep and I'm okay with that I'm okay yeah, with yeah. them picking a direction yeah, be, it's I mean, better because, than trying to force it with like Ubre and what they were doing last year. It's just like it was frustrating to watch. I mean, like those Dwight. Yes, I mean those Dwight Howard minutes at the end. They were they were funny. I mean, funny as and they were hard to watch. But you know, it comes down to it. Draymond's gonna be playing the five. Draymond, as small as he is, is an incredible defensive player at the five who can also rebound or at least clear up the glass enough. And then and then whenever they do get a stop, you know, you know how it goes. People that listen to the years podcast know all this stuff. Um, so I think that it's it's going to be a good thing. They pretty much need to just survive those second bench units, especially if Bielitsa and Looney are playing the four or five. Um, they just need to survive them. But, I mean, those guys, this team's going to make a lot of threes, man. It's going to be 45, 50 attempts a game. It's going to be great. Yeah, we talked about it on last week's show. We will talk about it probably next week's because it's the defining quality of the team. Golden State Warriors basketball is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Warriors tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all those office service fees that all the other ticket sites charge, which allows them to guarantee the best prices on all of the NBA tickets. So listen to this, Sam. If you don't believe it, if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference. Really? 110%? 110%. Oh, man. Of the difference in the purchase price. So as we all are, and as we'll get into into this podcast and for the next month, uh, Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, 
all these guys that you're going to want to watch at the Chase Center this season, TickPick has you covered. All you have to do is visit TickPick.com slash LightYears and use the promo code LightYears to save $10 on your first order of Golden State Warriors basketball tickets. Remember, TickPick.com slash LightYears. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's let's pivot to general NBA. I just, mm. I just want to do some quick hitters here before we get out. So, who are you most excited to watch outside of the Warriors? You go first because I saw you stole my answer. So you go first. Oh, it's okay. You can go. I, I mean, I just wrote it on the rundown so I didn't forget my own answers. I I I'm gonna let you choose the one that you choose. I see it here. Those two. I'm gonna pick another team. Uh, I'm gonna go Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. Uh, I feel like a team that wins a championship comes back the next season. I mean, look at the look at the Warriors. And the level of confidence is incredible. Um, I think it's going to affect, obviously, Giannis. He's already amazing. I mean, best player in the league almost with KD and Steph. But Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, I mean, it's going to be another season with those guys. Uh, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton were sometimes great in the postseason, sometimes awful. But when it came down to it, they made the biggest plays and they won a title, right? So I think this team, they might roll through the league. A couple of years ago, we saw this team roll through the league. What was it, like 60-plus odd wins, 65 mm-hmm. or something crazy, and then they lost. I just think it's going to be a different team this season. The confidence is going to be different. I want to see the type of buzzsaw that they're going to be, kind of like the Warriors in that 73-team Warriors. Just great great teamwork, like a real team that they, it doesn't feel like they're kind of fake, right? It doesn't feel like they're kind of trying to tell you how cool they are. They're just a really fun team to watch. So Milwaukee Bucks are, are one team that pops up in my head. That's must-see. I agree with you on the Bucks being a um, – I think they're going to be better this year. I think a lot of those confidence issues they had in the past are probably not going to be issues this year. Like, you're going to see a lot of – like, you're not going to see Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton get tight because they've already won yes. a title, you know? Yes. And they were damn good, like, previously. So, that'll be exciting. Um, I'm going with – this is a tie. We'll go Hornets-Bulls. Mm. Those are the two teams I'm most excited to see. Hornets – 
I mean, I Lamelo, yes, Scary Terry. It's it's a fun show. They are just if they are playing, they are fun to throw on. They get out and run. They also have zero interior presence, so every game is going to be 50-50 for them. Like I don't think they're going to win more than five hundred games. It's just I mean, going to be the same sort of thing every night. But book um, night will be fun. I mean, book night is give them the rock and get out the way. Fun. Oh, dude, yeah, they, they'll be so fun to watch. Now the second one is the Bulls. Yes. Lonzo and Levine in preseason looks exactly like I imagined it would on paper because like Levine is a hell of a player, but you just want someone else who's kind of the lead decision maker, getting it out in transition for him. And it's working perfectly. Um, I'm not sure if I love DeRozan with that team, but that's another score there. Vucevic for all his defensive issues, phenomenal offensive player with the shooting and the passing out of the high post. And they got a couple interesting young players like Patrick Williams. I think, the Bulls are going to be in that kind of second tier of the East this year. I think Levine was kind of the breakout star from Team USA for me. Like, you really saw him getting into it defensively. You saw how good he can play off ball. He doesn't just need to dominate the ball. And I think he's just going to grow from that. I think it's going to be one of the better uh, stories of the year. And I would not be surprised if they were like a four. I'd probably say six seed, but like as high as four, but somewhere in that four to eight range. This is the team that I 100% agree with you on. I mean, just when they made these moves, sometimes you you pick a team to watch, not just because you think they're going to be good, just because you think they're going to be fun to watch. I mean, like, they they picked up DeMar DeRozan. I'm sitting here like, I don't know. Like, it might not work out. It might right. not work out. DeMar DeRozan and, and, and Zach Levine, like, I don't know what kind of defense they can play. Vooch at the five? Like, I don't know. Honestly, I don't care. Like, they just seem <laughs> like they're going to be fun, right? Like, they just seem – Lonzo Ball is one of my favorite players to watch. Alex Caruso, look – when he was a Laker, really unbearable because the Lakers would make Alex Caruso seem like he's Draymond Green on defense. But Alex Caruso is a very good basketball player, and he's going to make that team good, uh, especially defensively. Patrick Williams, I know you watch – I know you're a league pass guy. Patrick Williams is good last season, and people yeah. don't care or don't know because he's not he's not flashy. Just a little big, long wing, defend a little bit, shoot a little bit. He's getting his ISO game uh, – you know, because he's young. He's, he's, he's got better. a lot of potential to be a yep. to be more than just a role player. On this team, yep. he'll probably be a year two role player, maybe get you 12 points a game, defend yep. some of their guys. But, like, someone has to do that. It's got, a little, he's, he's got a little Kawhi. To, yeah, not going to beat DeRozan. Got a little Kawhi to his game. I like Patrick Williams. It's just a fun team. I mean, just a, just a fun team. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know if they'll be any good. I mean, I think this team could actually be not so great. But who cares? Oh, I'm, I put money on them making the playoffs. I will Ooh. bet you money they make the playoffs. Uh, just because I think after the first tier of the East, it's everyone in that second tier of the East is like kind of a 500-ish team. Yeah, they're not. They're not bad, but they're not particularly like. It's not like a murderer's row, you know. Yeah. Like anyway. All right, who do you think are the top contenders? We we kind of started the show on the Lakers game uh, and how, like, Russ kind of makes them worse, we think. Do you still buy them as a contender? Yeah, I mean, give, give me the Lakers. I mean, when, when LeBron and AD are healthy, I think it's hard to, hard to mm. beat that team, um, at, at least in today's NBA. I think the Nets are up there. Even if Kyrie's done for the season, I think they're still good enough to be – to be in the Eastern Conference Finals at the very least. Yeah, maybe. if Harden's if Harden's healthy, maybe they need to tweak a role player or two if they have no yeah. Kyrie. But like, I like my chances with Harden. Yeah. Harden and KD is my two building blocks. I mean, like those are two top ten players, top five players you could argue, top seven mm-hmm. players. Um, the the Bucks are up there, like I just said. You have the Suns there. 
Um, and I know that they were in the Western Conference Finals. To me, it feels like the top three are the Nets, Bucks, Lakers right now. I don't have the Suns in my tier one. I have the Suns in tier two, along with a team like the Warriors, Sam. So I, that's where I'd have that team. I'm I'm curious on the Suns. Um, because if DeAndre Ayton takes a step, that could really help them. What is the step? That That's the thing I'm kind of like. Defense. Okay. He was He's a good defender. But like he got his, he got it handed to him by Giannis, which like no shame in uh, that. Uh, yeah. But what I'm saying is like he, he now take it to the next level defensively. Can he guard like, AD? Maybe he makes life tough on AD. Yeah, exactly. Take it yeah. to the. You you did a really good job on most people. Now you need to do a really good job on the great people, right? Like little things like that. Devin Booker can get a little better. Michael Bridges can get a little better. Like they're they're just a solid team. Um, I, I don't know where I stand with them. I don't think they're unbeatable, but I still think they're going to run through a lot of regular season wins this year. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll throw another team in there. Okay, go for um, it. End of the season team, Denver Nuggets. Throw in there. That is a, that's Murray. a great call. That's a great yeah. call. I think Denver, yeah, because Murray will be back before the playoffs start. I don't know what kind Hopefully, of shape yeah. he's in, but yeah. like Jokic, uh, Porter Jr., I mean, they're just – they're a machine. They they are one of the hardest offenses to stop. Even in the playoffs, no one slows them down. It's just like inevitably their defensive issues end up costing them games. Yeah. yeah that's why maybe I wouldn't have them in Tier 1. I mean, you remember, though, that team – I saw a tweet that the Lakers won the championship a year ago. Like, it just blew my mind. Yeah, I know you tweeted it. I was just like – Really, it it feels like at least two year and a half, two years ago. But you remember that team that the the Nuggets were exhausted in that series, and that series should have gone longer. AD hit that lucky three uh, at the end of game two to to put that series pretty much to rest. But the 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 Nuggets had gave the Lakers everything that they got, and and I could argue, you could argue that the Lakers are they better than that Lakers team that won the title? I, I don't know. That team had a lot of good shooting, or at least they shot very well in the bubble. So they had a hell of a lot of defenders. I felt uh, like that Laker team was had a clear identity. It's like AD oh, yeah. LeBron do the offense. Everyone else is a defensive monster. Like KCP, Caruso, like they had, they had Danny defense. Green. Yeah, yeah. Um, even Kuzmo's defending a little bit. Like, I don't want to like it, it wasn't like the flashiest team, but like objectively, they could really get after they it defensively. They were locked down. Um, let's not leave this question without throwing in the Warriors because that's what I'm here for. Uh, <laughs> but I think the, I think the Warriors should be in, in not 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 tier one, but I think they should be in tier two. And if Clay comes back and he ends the season, you know, 80, no, not 80, 90 percent, 90, 95 percent. I think you can make an argument that the Warriors absolutely can make a playoff run and, and could be in the Western Conference Finals, which is all you which is all I think if the Warriors make the Western Conference Finals this season is absolutely a success. I think it all I, I hate to say this, but I think it all comes down to Wiseman. Um, wow, you said Wiseman. I thought you were gonna say Clay. I was agreeing with you. Like I was nodding, waiting for you to I, say Clay. But wow. I have confidence in Clay. Um, I just think they need Wiseman to be a player they can count on in, inside. Because I'm looking at the teams they are gonna have to go through if they were to make that run. Look, AD and LeBron are gonna dominate the paint. You need someone to help slow it down. Draymond can only do so much by Wiggins, himself. Wiggins not boxing LeBron out. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> Phoenix Suns, again, Aiton, only going to become a bigger load. The yeah, Warriors are going to have an issue. The Warriors going to have an issue rebounding the ball in general. They need Wiseman to start progressing because I think offensively they're not going to have an issue 
against any of these teams. Like from what I'm seeing in preseason, I think this offense will translate. I'm just wondering if they can get enough stops. And really what I mean by stops is just like rebound the ball, do something inside against those teams later on. So I'm, I'm waiting to see. I have the Warriors a tier two playoff team, not ready to put them in the contender yeah. category now. But the thing is, a lot of the teams I have in the tier two feel like they're one player away, whether it's an internal improvement or like getting the right kind of center and a trade market, stuff like that. Like it's not hard to see a team like, the Warriors or any of the teams you have in that tier two Denver making a jump to tier one. If a couple things break, right. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, last one, before we head out there, who's your sleeper team, the Miami heat Ooh. Tyler heroes looking like the East coast, oh. Jordan pool uh, more than anything. I, I, it's almost easy to forget that they got Kyle Lowry and Lowry. You put Tyler hero or Duncan Robinson at shooting guard, Jimmy Butler, they also got P.J. Tucker, who's getting older, but you got P.J. and then Bam Adebayo. Not only is that a damn good starting five, that's like a great, like, Spolstra-style Miami Heat starting five. You mentioned, mentioned, like, Denver being all worn down. I think Miami last year was really hard for them because they played until end of October in the bubble finals, right? I think that means with the addition of Lowry and PJ and a couple other pieces, they're going to probably be a little more energized this year. And I would not be surprised if they are one of the three best teams in the East. I think Philly is (laughs) unless, unless Maury gets lucky. I I think the Philly situation's ruined right now. Yeah, they're done. done. The net, the nets and bucks are obviously the class of the East. Uh, but I think Miami be, might be right there next to them. And I think they're a team that can translate to the playoffs if those guys get to the playoffs healthy. Like Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, pretty good defense to set up against like a, a Nets team, right? I'm, like just, I'm, just, I'm just imagining Kyle Lowry, P.J. Tucker, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, just the stuff that they're going to say on the broadcast, just just bootstraps Miami heat, just yeah. white, you know, blue collar, just, just, you know, I, oh man, I, I love, I love the Miami heat. I always love that. They always go for, they, they're, they're trying to win. You know, they're, they're always trying to win. They always, they do everything they're power to try to win. I, I don't know if their talent is going to be enough just looking at the, the five, but I mean, it's, it's, you're right. I mean, you talk about a sleeper team, they're, they might not make it to the Eastern conference finals, but they might, knock the bucks out of the second Don't, round they might knock the, the the nets out of the second round if they're not careful it's like the warriors in the sense of i don't think the warriors roster as presently constructed is the best in the west but all it takes is a little tweak maybe a little luck with the matchup and i can see miami i'll put it this way if miami runs into the milwaukee bucks and let's just say middleton's a little banged up I could see them pulling it off. They've beat them in the past. I, you know, they go up against the Heat and Harden is a little banged up. Like I could see, I could see that sort of stuff. So it's like, I think they are going to be really good uh, if they can stay together and not be old as hell by the end of the year. I'm going to throw one more team out there for you. Um, Also in the East, uh, because I couldn't find any in the West that, I mean, I wasn't going to choose the Mavs. Uh, The Atlanta Hawks, I think it comes with a caveat, of course, that. DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish both make leaps. I mean, those guys are and, and Kevin Herter. 
Kevin Hurd has right. played pretty well in the postseason. But those are the young guys that Travis Schlank drafted. Those are the guys that they've been developing, and they're not rookies anymore, right? They're year three, four. They should be ready to take leaps, like how Jordan Poole has taken a leap. So, And those guys are wings. I mean, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Rush, those guys are wings. So if those guys take a step forward more than we've seen so far, then that may be a team that's that's really, really good come the end of the season. Now, obviously, they already have Trey Young, and Bogdan Bogdanovich is a, is a monster, and, and Clint Capella saw enough at the center position. So I think they got to make decisions with John Collins, but whatever. They have a lot of talent. If they have if they get a couple of those wings to splash, I think they have a chance to be a sleeper team. But um, but yeah, I mean the East the East the East has got a little bit more wiggle room that down there in the uh, in the bottom of the conference. So um, either way, nine days away from this season. Nine days. Thank you.